And we're live. Hooray. Yay. Welcome back. Here. Welcome back to Podcasts. Yep. With your hosts, Pod and Cast. Sure. That's it. Okay. Three people, but only two names. It's really weird. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, two of us are Pod, but not the two you expect. <laughs> two peas in a pod, baby. Uh, what's What have you guys been up to in the last week? I was visiting my mom and my sister today. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. So your mom must be visiting because isn't she? Yes. Promote, yeah. Yeah. So she's from Newfoundland. So she's up yeah. visiting. She's here for the month. Nice. Yeah. Got to see not not got staying to with see you. Them. Staying with the sister. Staying with sister because she's watching the boys. Okay. Cool. So uh, yeah, the boys are hell bent on uh, getting their newest obsession, which is the latest hot Sonic game, Sonic Generations. Oh, okay. sick. All right. Yeah, so I am I've been tasked with tracking down a copy of Sonic Generations for the Xbox 360. Wait, they don't even own it, but they're obsessed with it. Yeah. No. Just from like they're, watching. They're like they're just yeah, they're obsessed with like Sonic games. They're like, "Oh, I want the new Sonic game." They're like, "Oh, do you want Sonic Frontiers?" No, no, Sonic Generations. Okay. I'll so how did they it. land on that as the new one? I don't know because like I they were like they were playing Sonic Unleashed last time I visited them like they're they're just going through every Sonic game. Oh man, those <laughs> poor boys! You should have come in there and corrected them. No, kind of like no. when you see a kid starting to make his left hand his dominant hand, and you're like, oh no, let's let's fix this for you before <laughs> it becomes like a problem. And you <laughs> force the kid and you force the kid to write with their right hand. Wow. I don't think that was even my parents' generation. I think that's our. I think that was a couple back. That. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not left-handed, but from what I understand, you when you're writing, you smudge the page. But do kids even write these days? I would assume they don't. It's all I like laptops, know. and I think they iPads. still have to learn to write because otherwise they can't use crayons. Mm. What? So like we didn't. I pretty much stopped writing stuff. Maybe like high school time. Maybe like mid high school, around grade ten or so. What age do you think kids are no longer writing with like pencil paper these days? Thirteen. Thirteen. Probably. Yeah, just Either like elementary school. school Teen- and that's it. Teenager. Yeah, I think once you get past grade seven. Yeah, I think so too. They, they they're like, yeah, I just have like an iPad. Here's I'm sure they still have. The, I'm or, sure they still. Have, yeah. Or a laptop. Yeah, probably. I probably like some schools do that. I'm sure most still do pen and paper. So I'm pretty sure you're actually gonna be like I used pen and paper in college, but also. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago now. So. Right. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. The era for sure. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time using like pen and paper nowadays for any extended period of time. Like I'd much rather use a laptop in time. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that the hand muscles are just they're different. <laughs> they have different priorities these days. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have a copy of Generations you could have loaned them. Or did you? Uh, they are too young to loan them things. OK, so. Yeah, I see. Makes sense. Right. Plus, knowing but, uh, them, they also would want to keep it. So I'm just like, yeah, just, just, we'll just get them one. It's like fifteen dollars. What um, what version of the 360 do they have? The Xbox One. Oh, okay. So yeah, that makes, makes more sense. sense. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, good luck with that. I guess that here, that's not the worst one. So I guess that's good. It's one of the better ones for sure. Okay. Nice. What about you, Paul? What's going on with you? Uh, I mean, we'll get to it. Gaming, but nothing otherwise. Just work. Um, we were talking about it briefly before you signed on. John, did you watch any Evo? 
No, I was streaming all weekend, so I missed the majority of it. Yeah, we didn't really watch it either, so let's not talk about Evo. Um, <laughs> let's instead talk about the Top Down Perspective for August 10th. I'm Sean Booker. Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. And let's talk about the big game that came out. You guys played it, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a little interested, John, that you played it uh what do you have to say about it what what are so your thoughts that game is not for me yeah so <laughs> i i have this suspicion that Baldur's gate 3 is going to make a lot of people obsessed with D that never played it before or a lot of people fucking hate it because they don't like D stuff so that tracks. guess which camp i'm in <laughs> yeah no that tracks for sure uh it definitely so the thing i like about it is that And the thing that's been kind of hard to break is that it doesn't play like a normal CRPG. You have to think in terms of like like you would in D&D where like you do an action and then like maybe you have to leave the vicinity because your character is going to get fucking smoked if they're in line of sight and stuff like that. Or like using Mage Hand to move a certain thing so that you can like do a thing or shooting mechanisms from across the room so you don't have to like risk losing your character all that sort of stuff is like deeply ingrained in that stuff and that's what i love about it but like i definitely could see how people playing it might be like oh this kind of (laughs) sucks like i don't like this at all the second that uh we got into a combat situation in the prologue I saw the way that the arena was set up. I'm like, oh my god, this is just Aiden Chronicles the First Mage for N64. The game I always say is the worst game (laughs) I've ever played and is the game I literally, the only game I ever returned the same day I rented. So I'm like, okay, that's this has got a lot going against it already. So do you not like CRPGs in general or is there something specific about... If I'm being real, that was probably the first CRPG I've played. Okay. That's fair. So you like you never played Divinity or like any of the old no. ones from no. the nineties. Okay. So yeah, fair. someone basically what happened was last night someone was like, uh, like you should get Baldur's Gate three. I'm like, eh, I'll think about it. And then someone donated is like, no, now you can get Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> so okay. I was like, all right, I guess I'll download it and I'll play it this stream. And then we beat two NES games in the time it took to download. And uh, yeah. then we we played it for a bit. We got out of the prologue and I was like, yeah, I'm probably never gonna boot this up again on my own. Wow. Sure. That I mean, honestly, yeah. that tracks with how you've talked about this type of game before. Yeah. But but I've also I was also sure, like I can see how this will definitely be game of the year for a lot of people. Like I was up front, like I can see those who love this kind of game will praise this to hell and back. Like it is it, very it, it popular. Is perfect. Yeah, it's in. But like I I am the what is it? It's like a ninety seven on Metacritic. I am the three yeah. percent. I'm the three yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's fine. I do also feel like a lot of the time. Uh, when it comes to your taste in games, like the more like narrative or story focused is, the less interested you are. I but I like story focus. I like stories and stuff like that. But like I just don't like D and D to begin with. So that was already a point against the game. And yeah, then yeah. like like I can see like the writing seems sharp. Like it's very the good, ca- yeah. the characters seem interesting. The character creator was fun. But I had was it four different like roles that I had that they had to do like a check for and I rolled twos on almost every single one except hey, for like life. a three. It'd be like that and sometimes, I was, you know? And I'm just like, this is why I hate d and I just hate these kind of mechanics. Yeah, yeah. fair. No, no, I was I was pretty checked out by the end of, of like the hour and so we were playing. I was just like, mm, this is super not for me. 
there. But it's super for uh, you, Paul, right? I think this is one of the most incredible things that's been made in a long time. Uh, mainly because this is the closest a game has ever come to being like you with your buddies or whoever at a table rolling dice and like kind of just choosing how you interact with the world. A lot of the basic stuff is done automatically. Like perception checks are just done all the time. So if you're walking around, sometimes something will just like appear because one of your party members ruled essentially a perception check that allowed them to see it or naturally see it. Uh, you can do you can just like use abilities anywhere in the world to do different stuff. For example, there I just decided in this one like dungeon thing very close in the beginning of the game that I just wanted to light all of the like sconces and torches and stuff in this room. So a bunch of them you can just click on, but some of them are hanging from the ceiling. So I just decided to use like a fireball cantrip to like light those and that shit works like just stuff like that. That really lets you play within the world and stuff like that is just incredible. Uh, I kind of made an allusion to it before, but one of the things like where it really had me is I got into a fight with a group and they just kicked my shit in. It was so bad. So I reloaded the save because, like, I lost everybody. I was like, okay, let's see if this works. Cast Mage Hand, closed the door and locked it, and then just stole all their shit and left. <laughs> the next time, I was like, yeah, there we go. That works. <laughs> that works. Perfect. And, nice. it's yeah, it's just those little interactions where if you were at a table, you would be like, okay, I cast this and I closed the door or whatever. And, like, you can just choose whatever you want to do in this world. It's very good. Also, the fact that it has a narrator... And everything is voice acted. So the whole time, the only thing that's not voice acted are like your lines of your character because you're the one just choosing the options or whatever. But everybody will react to what you say and stuff. And you can butt in with different characters in the conversations. Depending on which character in your party starts a conversation, you can have different outcomes based on their background. I spend a bunch of time in the character editor just looking through like what the different like backgrounds and stuff for the different characters you can get and like how I want to build my dude. Yeah, the game is just absolutely incredible. It's one of the best games I've played in a long time. Uh, unfortunately, it's one of those games that's huge and I have a lot of other games to play. So it, I think I'm going to be picking away at this with every other giant game that's come out and coming out this year for the rest of my life. But yeah, right. it's just yeah. such a well, cool Well, hopefully product. you finish Zelda and, um, and then you have the rest of the month before Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Starfield is the one come that's looming right now. That's just like, I have so much to catch up on before and then October. You have like eight games to play. So, I am con seriously considering taking a week off. Well, I have <laughs> I need to take time off for vacation coming up anyway. I'm considering just taking so you can a week get to off. you can actually get to work because it's, it's business time. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you, kind of yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just sit there and like play Baldur's Gate for a week and see if I can get halfway done that thing or something. You're gonna get to the end of that week and you'll be like, oh, finally I can go back to work and relax. <laughs> you can take a load off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah Baldur's gate 3 i definitely think is going to be one of those polarizing things of people are going to love it or hate it depending on how they feel about high fantasy tabletop rbg stuff in general uh it is 
interesting to me to how big that thing got just by word of mouth and the way people talk about it because I think it is going to not be a lot of people's bag, but I think a lot of people are going to feel like they have to like it because it got so much hype and talk about it. I'm uh, definitely it, feeling yeah. some FOMO. I don't think my computer would run it very well, and I'm hearing it doesn't run very well on the Steam Deck, unfortunately. Oh, really? Um, That's too bad. So I was, I was looking into the, the console releases, and it, it gets it's coming to PlayStation uh, next month. It's not coming to Xbox. Yeah, in September. I was just reading up why, and I guess there's some rule on when you're developing a game for Xbox that you have to be like feature uh, parity between the Series S and X, and they're they're really struggling to make it run correctly on the S. So they're just like, I guess we're not sure. going to make an Xbox version. So that's kind of interesting. That is interesting, huh? Uh, I am curious how you would find it. Do you, have you do you have like a background with CRPGs and this type of thing? No, not really. Um, like maybe the closest thing would be like the first Mass Effect or Dragon Age Origins. I kind of bounced off of Dragon Age Origins. Uh, I say Mass Effect just because the, you know um, with the history and Bioware uh, yeah. of the series. But uh, I'd been wanting to get into Divinity for so long and just never had a ton of open game time. Yeah, uh, but I've had it. I've had it like access to it forever and been wanting to really get to it. And I have a friend who's super into it. Um, and then this one, yeah, everyone's losing their mind. So it's like, man, I feel I'm, I got the FOMO hard right now. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to see what you have to say about it. Uh, I don't know that the, the thing is, is that like, it's not the game. It's not a game I would just recommend to someone blindly because it seems like the game that if you are the type of person that want it, you already have it at this point. Like, I don't need to recommend it. Right, <laughs> like I'm feeling like there's know. enough high praise that I'll get something out of it. There's from everything I'm hearing, there's yeah. something that's like, oh well, I hate that. Like, and actually, you'd have, the you'd one probably thing have that... to be a sports game for me to write you off entirely, just out, just without even like doing any research. Fair enough. The one thing that like can kind of be a bummer with uh, this type of game is that sometimes they start off kind of slow story wise. This gets you right in there. Like, you wake up in the fucking Mind Flayer's den, essentially, and shit is blowing up everywhere. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And that thing is a bummer? No, that's awesome. Oh, okay. Usually yeah. what how it starts is, like, kind of slow. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, it, it went immediately. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's very cool how it starts off. And then it slows down a little bit, but I mean, by that point, you're finding new characters and you're kind of creating your party so it makes sense that it would slow down just a little bit and you're liking the story and stuff yeah uh so far so good i i came to a kind of a weird thing in my head where there's a character that's like on the cover art and all this stuff for this game that she talked to me a way i didn't like so i killed her and then I was like, well, whatever. That's what I would do. And like, this is my story anyway. So like, I'm going to see what happens when you do that. I thought you were about to say real and, life. And I was about to be like, mm, you sure about that? No, <laughs> no. But like, um, like, I didn't think that it would be in my character's character to like take that type of bullshit, even though she is a main character. So I had this weird like thing in my head of do I metagame this and like I know that she probably has like a giant story arc or whatever because she's part of like the promo art and all that sort of shit. So like obviously this character is probably important and well written. Right. 
But also, my character wouldn't put up with this shit, and I can murk her right now because she's being like really shitty to some other characters that I just met or whatever. So okay. I just decided to go yeah. with what I felt was right and not like what the game probably wanted me to do. And well, the fact that it allowed me to and stuff like that's the sort of stuff I like. And maybe that just brought down, you know, the how long to beat for you so you can get to some other games sooner. Yeah, playing perfect. smarter, not harder. Let's go. Yeah. And I got to take all that person's gear. So I, yeah, yeah. one of my characters is like already geared out a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Baldur's Gate 3 is amazing if you're the right type of person for it. Okay. And John, you're going to give it a second shot or you're done? I don't know. It's tough because I recognize it is a good game. I know there's something there that might actually interest me, but like it hits a lot of the notes I just instinctively hate from that yeah. kind of game. So I yeah. don't. I might I try to give it a second chance. I, that's the problem. That's yeah. what sucks. I'm like, I can. I see all these people posting these clips that are like funny, like all these yeah. like really interesting points later on. I'm like, I, I'm gonna have more FOMO from being like, well, I literally am missing out because I tried it and it didn't click. Doesn't it have co-op? So, yeah, up four players. Yeah, maybe you should like bring in some buddies. Maybe that'll help you out. I find most games I try in co-op, I like less. It's why I stopped be- playing Borderlands. Okay. Hmm. Weird yeah, stuff. I could kind of see that. See, I find co-op um, really helps Borderlands, <laughs> like a lot. It depends, because like uh, my issue when I had when I was playing co-op Borderlands is that people wanted to go through story elements faster than I did, so I didn't quite mm. get to enjoy things the way I wanted. Yeah, that definitely yeah. happens. Too. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Baldur's Gate would have the exact same issue. So. Also, I just want to throw out one thing for people that are playing Baldur's Gate: jump and shove are two of the best abilities in that game. Use them all the time. Okay. That's in real life, too. Yeah. Yep. Always jump and shove. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Jump and shove. If you can jump, you should feel fortunate. Because if you can't, I bet that sucks. <sighs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's everything John played. Paul, why don't you keep going? Well... Uh, John doing his influencer job influencing me this week, and I picked up Probo Rush and Full Moon Rush, that uh, nice that pack or whatever that he was talking about last nice. week. He's, he's, I only played promo code. He got a bit of a kickback, I'm assuming. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, I yeah, was I wish Steam did have something like that, but no, they don't. <laughs> Doesn't Epic? I, Epic does. Yeah, Epic, Epic does. Yeah. Does, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I only played Probo Rush so far, the one that he played last week. So I'm just going to tag on to that. That game's good. It's infuriating that you don't have a duck like you would in Contra and a yeah. lot of situations yeah. in that game feel like you should be able to fucking duck. But uh, it's fun. It's a good game. Uh, yeah. Nothing really new to add on to it, except that I started up Full Moon Rush just to kind of take a look at it. I didn't get too far into it. And I found it funny that Full Moon Rush, you play as one of the bosses from Probo Rush, the three yep. like dinosaur people the lizard people or whatever and that was pretty cool i like that <laughs> yeah i think Probo Rush it was interesting because like it gave you a dash feature so you were supposed to like actually like dodge bullets in that one mm-hmm. uh but like one of the bosses was just disgustingly awful like i hated fighting that boss but we, we found Rush? in Probo, not in Probo, in uh full moon, full moon rush okay yeah yeah but uh, one funny thing about that is we got all the... So most of the achievements in the game are just like beat stage one, beat boss two, beat boss three, etc. And then right. beat all bosses. There's one achievement for uh, beat all beat boss rush with just one heart. 
So like every time you die, okay. it forces you to restart the boss you're on. Uh, apparently you can turn on the accessibility features and just turn on invincibility and it still gives you the <laughs> achievement. So hey, that's guess great. got full achievements on both games, baby. That's fun. Yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to I mean, remember if when there you, was a specific when you go to heaven, boss. you're going to have to like admit that to at the gates. You're going to have to come clean. Yeah. yeah. So as long as that's you're okay with that. that. Say Peter's going to be like, give me your PlayStation Network account. Yeah. Give you're me gonna your have to ju- You're going to have to justify that. All your achievements. Yeah. Uh, Probo Rush was fun. I think some of those bosses are kind of designed a little bad. And that's all because you can't duck. Yeah. Honestly, like so much Absolutely. of that, my problems with that game would be different if you could go prone like you could in Contra. Like, I'm it's just going to feel about Full Moon because Full Moon, you're shorter and the dash helps, but the dash doesn't have invincibility frames when it ends. So I find myself oh. constantly dashing and still getting damaged. Uh, okay. But like the shorter stature was interesting, but the weapon change is what messed me up because uh, the way the spread gun works is that the farther away you are, the more damage it does. Okay. Which is huh. weird. That is weird. <laughs> it's weird to get used to. I think out of the two, personally, I felt I liked Probo Rush more, but I also okay. got really frustrated on one of the bosses in Full Moon. So I'm curious to see how you'll feel. I also Probo Rush had the contra problem of like, oh, there's like two really good guns. Like, yeah, there's no time ever I'm going to use homing missiles. I tried a few bosses. Is thinking, is this the boss that homing missiles are just amazing on? The answer is fucking no. No, no to all of them. They're it's terrible. Always, it's spread shot and flamethrower. And sometimes if you can't get enough, if you need to aim a bit more directly, the machine gun. But yeah, it's yeah sometimes, fire. sometimes you just like hold that trigger and shoot that machine gun with you standing in place, like in the perfect spot. And you just win, Yeah, which is great because you just got to find that spot. And that's, that's Contra, yeah, baby. Good. It's Contra, yeah. So you that game is cool, duck. though. Can you jump? Yeah. Because yeah. I would I would argue if you have the physical ability to jump, you have the physical ability to duck. Because those you muscle legs. You can't, have yeah. legs. Can't bend your knees. Can't bend your knees. That's <laughs> but it. But how are you jumping if you can't bend your knees? Rocket shoes. Is, is that I what's happening? I would even argue. No. I would no. even argue you should be able to go prone, even <laughs> if you can't jump, because all you yeah, have to do no, is fall. Yeah, it, it is kind of dumb. I, uh, there's a couple times where I'm like, why can't I duck? Okay, hang on. Yeah, I argue, yes, you should be able to always go prone once. And you, you cannot yeah, get once. back up. Uh, you, you have fair. one prone, make it count. Because <laughs> yeah, you're going to no, be stuck fair. after that. Unless you can find like a ledge to fall off of. Then you're yeah. allowed to stand again. <laughs> I guess my only other qualm with Probo Rush at all is that those some of those bosses' attacks are like not readable in a good way but that's yep. okay because it's just play the fight and then die and then learn it and then you do it like if the game didn't is. put you back in so fast it would be definitely annoying yeah and they know what they're doing the music doesn't stop playing when you die they get you back in right away like they expect that you're going to die a few times learning the fight and that's fine uh, the next game I played a little bit of is Palia. Palia? I don't know how to say this thing, but this is the MMO farming cozy sim thing that is coming out or whatever. I think it goes okay. into open beta today, actually, now that I okay, see. Yeah, I, think I, I think this is on some stream. This looks familiar. 
Yeah, you go around, you mine some rocks, and you cut down some trees, and you build a house and farm, and it's it's one of those. The yep. draw to this one is that it's an MMO, and you can play with your friends <laughs> and kind of, like, have a farm plot or, like, sweatshop or something together. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It's fine. I there, If you like that type of game, like a Stardew or something, you want it more in a 3D, like, almost think Fortnite-type feel and how it moves and plays, but farming sim type thing that's what this is and maybe you should look into it okay uh i i lost my life this week to neon noodles <laughs> neon noodles is a puzzle game that came out but was made by a fellow calgarian i'll just uh shout out first vivid helix on twitter and uh this oh, is so you're biased a, and we can't take his opinion seriously right. i am very biased i did pay for this game though actually it's funny because the reason I bought this game was because it was a Calgarian. Like I, I what I probably didn't have like a huge fake Calgarian money. Yeah, that's true. My Calgary bucks. Yeah. Um, I bought it to support like Maybe local essentially. <laughs> and I thought that like I'd play it for an hour and be like, okay, it's fine or whatever. And I couldn't stop playing it. It is a Zactronics type automation factory type game where you are running a kitchen and you are making recipes by having like conveyor belts and robots make food make recipes or whatever think like mag uh opus magnum magnum opus it's one of those i can't remember the zaktronics game but dumped down a lot because that game is intense and what you have to do with the alchemy stuff this is much easier to read and makes like a little bit of sense even though it's a bit silly like taking a cow and then grinding it down into meat sort of thing but like the symbols all make sense um this game makes me feel stupid and smart at the same time which is exactly what i want from a puzzle game and uh yeah i just completely fell in love with it my main problem with it is that it's very indie in that I got to a point where stuff just started breaking and made me have to restart level sometimes, and that's really frustrating. <laughs> so there, there's bugs. There'd be bugs in Neon Noodles, but overall, I think it has a pretty good feel to it, pretty good setting, and I lost a lot of time in it. Along the same lines, Word Factory came out. This is kind of the same idea but you are putting lines together to make letters and then letters together to make words. You are automating word and letter making. I I don't know how else I'm to explain to, Yeah, I'm like, I don't fully get it. I'm kind of watching okay. the trailer. Okay, so I'll give you an example. It looks like the you're, first thing of, you, you're also building the letters. Like they built a D yes. using like an I and a C. So everything starts with an I because an I is just a vertical line essentially yeah. in this game. So the first thing that I make you do is build a V. So what you do is you make a factory that builds eyes and then you connect it to a multiplying factory twice so that it's putting two eyes together to make a V. Okay. And then later on, you'll make an A and then A is by making a V and then making a factory that mirrors things so that the like V is upside down and then making another I turned and then combining that with the upside down V to make an A. And then eventually you'll like spell dog or like whatever. Visually, this 
it kind of reminds me of Mini Metro. Not that I think it plays like that, but just like art style wise. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't play like that. But yeah, I could I could see it for sure. It's cutesy. It's uh, super fun. I got really really into puzzle shit this week, like super deep in there. So okay. this is what's right. part of that. Uh, so Neon Noodles and Word Factory. If you want automation type games super satisfying both very good i think both pretty cheap neon noodles is i think 15 bucks or something and word yeah, factory is like word seven Fact- yeah word factory is like seven yeah out of the two maybe word factory is probably like the better one just because it didn't make me lose a bunch of progress to a bug i'm a little the, salty the more stable one <laughs> yeah the more stable one and maybe like I think the more novel one, too. It's just kind of cool building the letters and trying to figure out, like, how to build a B or whatever. Sucks to be Calder like guy, that. I guess. Yeah. Sucks to be... Sucks to suck. Uh, a few weeks ago, you said, are you getting excited for Monster Hunter Now, the mobile game from Niantic? I said no. I've been playing hours of Monster Hunter now this week. You absolute sucker. All right. Going on walks. Womp womp. Yes. So I've been playing it mostly at work uh, and like on my lunch break and just randomly while I'm sitting at my desk or whatever. It plays a lot like Pokemon Go in that you have an overworld and your little avatar and there's like stuff popping up around and you click on or tap on a thing. So like a mining node, you'll tap on it and you'll get whatever from it or like same with uh, plants and stuff like that. And of course there's monsters roaming around, you tap on them and you go into kind of like a little screen where you have to fight them and you fight by tapping on the screen to like do different combos and move sets and stuff depending on your weapon. It's pretty fun. I I don't know. There's nothing crazy about it. I think I like that there's actual movement and mechanics to it unlike pokemon where you're just kind of throwing a ball like you're swiping and trying to like dodge the monsters that are attacking you and get like timings off and stuff like that so like that part's pretty fun to me but um if you're a monster hunter like are you collecting monster parts or you're collecting monster parts to build gear and weapons and stuff like that but the progression is mostly there's kind of like chapters or a story mode but there's no story it's just kind of like you doing different challenges or missions or whatever and every time you complete one of those you claim it and you get a bunch of experience and you level up and as you level up you get access to harder monsters and uh, more armor sets and stuff like that so pretty standard monster hunter progression i don't like that there's a health bar on the monsters as a monster hunter fan like i don't like that to see how much damage i'm doing and how like much the monster has left that's just feels like something that i shouldn't know or something like oh is that not in I'm monster hacking. hunter no because oh, in monster okay. hunter you there's like the fights are big enough that eventually they'll start like limping or like slowing down or whatever there's no time for that sort of stuff here. These fights are, I think, 75 seconds long at the maximum, and then you fail if you don't beat the monster in that time. Uh, I finally got to the point where I unlocked every weapon in the game, or the ability to make every weapon in the game, but I've only been using the great sword. They start you with the sword and shield for, like, the first 10 ranks. I think I'm rank 15 or 16 right now. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's a little 
a little thing that you can do in your spare time. A, a smart decision they made is that because the fights are involved and you kind of have to take at least a minute to do some of them, they put uh, paintballs in the game so that you can mark a monster and fight it later when you're like sitting somewhere or like in a spot where you can wait for a minute. So if you're like on a walk or something and you see a cool monster that you need parts from or whatever, you can start the fight, hit it with a paintball, and then it kind of saves it so that you can fight it later when you're like on your couch or at your desk or something. And I think that was a cool idea. Nice. Yeah. That thing's fine. I don't think that's out across the world yet, right? I think that's in like a beta period right now. It comes out next month. Yeah, I, I don't think America has it yet. Yeah, it's one of those weird ones where I think it's like Canada, New Zealand, and like Peru or some Something weird like shit yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh, for Monster Hunter fans, like all the monsters that you enjoy are in there that I've seen so far and it's probably worth checking out just for something to do if you're going out for walks or hanging up. You can fight monsters with other people too if they're in the area. You just kind of like hit a, click on a monster or tap on a monster. It brings up the screen that says like hunt now, hunt with uh, people or whatever and it'll tell you how many people in the vicinity can also hunt with you and then it'll go into like a lobby system. So there's some cool ideas in there. I think it's fine especially because it's free. It does have the weird microtransaction-y stuff of, like, you buy... I can't remember what it is. I think it's gems or something, and gems will... You can use to, like, buy in-game currency or supplies or whatever, but I, I think that's just kind of a Niantic thing in general now. They Gotta make money that, somehow. So. Yep. And... Oh, I was going to ask John one thing. I don't really want to talk about it much because I don't think it's great, but have you played Catboy? I haven't heard of it. Okay, check out Catboy. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about it because it has Super Nintendo platform qualities to it, and that is both a good and bad thing. <laughs> right, well, well, it has, it has that, it has that old Boy? jank. Super Catboy, yeah. It has that old jank, but I think it's beautiful looking. It nails oh, wow. the art style. Yeah. Wow. I think it's yeah. a John game because you have the patience to put up with some of its bullshit. And it's okay. It's an okay game. And uh, I'd be interested in what you have to say about it. It's like two hours long. It's short. All right. I'll throw that on my, on my wish list. Okay. That's it. Uh, okay, I've been playing uh, Telltale's The Expanse. There are two episodes out now. The second episode came out today, and I played through that. Each episode is coming out two weeks apart. Um, I think it's okay. It's a pretty slow start, and I actually feel like it's seeming like this is going to be kind of a short season. I want to say, like, episode two it took me maybe an hour. Episode one, maybe like two hours or so. I guess... What's wow. kind of unique that this one has is you can you can you're in space, so you can, you know, quote unquote, fly around. So they mm. put you in these kind of big areas in kind of the middle of the uh, of the episodes where you're just like flying around destroyed spaceships and going into different corridors and like searching for stuff. And I guess that that would kind of pad out a bit more of the timing or you can just kind of follow the waypoint and stuff like that, too. <clears throat> 
I actually think episode one and two should have been kind of the first episode because I think that episode two is a kind of a nice ending to like that initial arc. Um, so I have a feeling the, the whole thing is going to be on the shorter side uh, from what it feels like. I don't know for sure, though. We'll have to see. Um, but if you're a fan of the show, you know, it, so, so for people who don't know, this is a prequel to the show. So you don't have to have seen the show at all because there's no, going to be like no real references to that since it's happening beforehand. Same with like the books. I come right. to this from having watched the show and it stars uh, Kamina Drummer, which is like a fan favorite character in the series. They got the voice actor for for some, most of the characters. There's a couple characters that show up specifically. Kamina's there. They got her voice actor, which is good because she was fantastic. I heard like an audio log of another character that they got the right actor for that. I think I've heard other audio logs where they didn't get the right character, but I almost kind of forgot about that guy. So it's not bugging me too much. They got Kamina and that's the one you want. So that's good. Other than her, it's a whole new cast that you're on the ship for and stuff. I think it looks pretty nice. Uh, the lighting is pretty good. I was looking it up, though, because I was like, OK, so Telltale's back. I know they got some of the old devs and whatnot. Did they do a different engine? And no, it's the Telltale engine. <laughs> so oh. every time there's a new scene or like camera sh- uh, change, there's texture pop in. The characters, they look like yeah. what you expect. The teeth look kind of weird. <laughs> Big mouths with lots of teeth, really teethy, toothy characters. Um, And they have actually changed, though, the like, like the conversation mechanics slightly before, you know, it was a standard like you'd have four options. One of them is like dot, dot, dot. Now it's like you have one. You have two choices. As you go through these conversations, so it's a little more limited in scope, it seems like. I think if you're a fan of these games, this is going to be another one that you'll you'll enjoy. It is on the slower side. Um, I you might think I have no interest in the expanse. I do feel like you get more out of it if you do have an interest in the expanse. But with it being a prequel and totally separate, it's it's safe to play, in my opinion. Um, And just being able to like fly around or even again, because you're in space and they have Meg boots. you can walk on walls so that's always just kind of fun is just like walking like towards a wall and then up it and then the whole camera shifts and you can just like play on the wall um that's cool so it's it's just kind of a cool environment to to like play one of these games and stuff like that and the first one is it's kind of like a murder mystery you're you're coming to this destroyed ship and finding what's going on and there's like a bunch of severed heads everywhere and so there's some intrigue and stuff going on there If I hypothetically was like, all right, Sean, this weekend, like I've been wanting to get in the expanse and I'm going to play this game and watch this show all this week. Which one would I start with? Like, would I get more out of the game from watching the show or more out of the show from watching the game and kind of being excited for some of that stuff? So the game hasn't touched on anything in the show yet. So at all. okay. No, like it's and I'm wondering, like, because. At the moment, the characters are heading to an area, and I'm wondering, like, okay, is there going to be something in that area that is from the show? But so far, no. Like, it does not touch on it. Um, I will say The Expanse's first season is, like, its weakest, and it's also, like, way different than the rest of the seasons. (laughs) So it's also Uh. kind of a weird show to watch. But um, (laughs) I think you'd be fine with either. I don't think they're going to affect one another. You're not going to watch enough of the expanse to even meet this character. She comes in in like season maybe three or something like that. She's definitely not in season one. So even that part's not there. They're going to be kind of separate for you for a bit. 
That's that's the gotcha. But the expanse is good. Like I recommend the expanse. Um, it's a cool show. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, just staying on the whole kind of visual novel thing. I've been playing Harmony. Something something Reverie. What is that game called? The Fall of oh, Reverie. No, this is the latest game from Don't Nod. Right. Uh, which which is fu- kind of funny. So Don't Nod made Life is Strange, and The Expanse, published by Deck Nine, made Life is Strange. <laughs> um, so I had a big Life is Strange alumni uh, weekend and <laughs> week. But uh, Harmony is is from Don't Nod. It is fully just a visual novel. You're not walking around at any point. But the unique thing here is <clears throat> when the decisions are being made. Instead of it happening in like conversation, you will go through you'll go through just like a one on one back and forth. You're just reading conversation between people and then it'll come out to the thing that they call the augural because you're an oracle like figure that can see a little bit into the future. And you can basically see the flow chart that the devs are probably making when they have to make these decision based visual novels. Where it's like, hey, if they select this, it's going to spin off this way. Here's the rest of the story for this branch. Here's the rest of the story for this branch. You can see where those splits happen and a very little bit of like, what does this split involve? Um, <clears throat> not enough to be like, okay, everything's going to like go bad if I click this one. Everything goes good if I click this one. It's more just like, should I talk to this guy now? Or should I take this guy's plan? Or should I go on my own path? And then you can kind of move off and you can see the whole flow chart. But the further away the flow chart gets, the less info you have. And there's a ton of icons that are things like this. This uh, node you're, is inevitable. You're always going to have to do this one before you can do the rest. Or this one takes two turns before it unlocks. So you're going to have to go talk to two other people first. Then this will unlock and you can progress like the story through that way. And then the way it gets more complicated from there is the storyline, the narrative going on in Harmony is you're in this like quasi near futuristic city set on an island that you grew up in. So there's like drones and stuff. You moved away, you came back and your mother is missing and you find her necklace and the necklace transports you to this other world where like where concepts are humanized to the point of like, okay, this person represents glory and the concept of glory. This person represents bliss. This person represents bond and that's their names. And it's so while you're going through these kind of conversation flow charts, you're like, if you do this one, it's going to get you like a one point in the bond bucket. If you kind of think of it in in a tabletop role playing of like, this is going to get you a bond point. This is going to get you a chaos point. If you want to do this one, you're going right. to have to pay a bliss point, but you're going to get a power point. Um, and there will be some nodes that you can only access if you have enough of those, like, you know, co- like currency built up. Um, so if you want to play like, I want everyone to be really happy, you're going to kind of go like a bliss route through these flow right. charts. I want everyone to be like kind of aggressive and, and power through these arguments. You're going to get power points. And and these these concept these beings that you can that you can communicate with are kind of impacting what this world going on and it ends up being this kind of 
capitalist the, the the main bad guy is like the capitalist uh biz, business that kind of owns most of the island and so you're trying to like save this place from this this corporation this like mega corporation okay um i think it's pretty cool uh i wish th- that when you were going through the flow chart it, it felt like i had a little bit more say it did kind of feel like oh no matter what i was going to end up here anyways Kind okay. of on rails or something. A little yeah. bit on rails until kind of the end, because it does have like three different endings. Then I had a, I, that I actually felt like, oh, I know what I want to do. I'm going to make sure I get that. So there's a bit of that. But I feel like I just wish I could have had more. And that's kind of the problem with a lot of these ones is they always kind of funnel back. And this time I can just kind of see it <laughs> like laid out right. for me. Um, and I will say this. It was a bit slow. That was kind of the biggest knock against mm. it is the story just kind of took a little bit to get going um that on top of them like having to like tutorialize all these concepts was like okay this is there's kind of a lot here i don't know how much of this is super important and the story's a bit slow so i think it has like a kind of a weak first hour unfortunately but it's it's unique in it so if you like visual novels and you want something kind of unique in that space it's harmony the fall of reverie I do have a quick question for you on the visual novel train, since you are the visual novel guy in sure, the yeah, podcast. I know how to read. Yep. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. Uh, are, are you excited for or going to play Stray Gods, the role playing musical that came out today? Uh, it wasn't on my radar, but I guess I need to look it up. Okay. okay. Well, I was just going to ask novel? because I. Uh, I think so. Okay. It I looks added. like it. I don't know. I've been kind of excited for it, but like I kind of want an opinion on it before it's like forty dollars, so it's a bit out of the range that's of bit, like I just want to pick right it now, up. And, so that's yeah, well, right. <laughs> that's why I was wondering if it was on your radar. If it's not, maybe I'll look it, up a random YouTube video on it or something. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, getting off the visual novel train, I want to talk about Exoprimal. Uh, okay, let's do that. it. I like Exoprimal because I like Overwatch. And this is basically Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> I also think. What? I also think the um, the concept of this island just has dinosaurs that fall out of the sky. Like there is a there is a level of goofy and serious that this game is and this narrative is taking it that I think is like working really well. Whereas like the because it's all about and like this okay. weird AI has trapped people from different time periods on the island to constantly fight dinosaurs. And just the idea play? of like, I'm curious. Pardon? How much did you play? I'm just curious. Um. So they, the way they dish out the story to you is like, after you play a certain number of matches, here's another cutscene, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I've unlocked the third cutscene, which I think means I've played maybe like 20 matches or so. Okay. Did you do? Did a character come and say, like, I need you to do stuff while I gang data or whatever? While I do. That sounds like the most generic video game thing ever. I know it's I can't remember his name even, but basically it's like the first time the game changes at all. Okay, and it never changes again. I don't think so. Okay, okay. It's sounding like you're, you're not into this game. I mean, I've played like 10 hours of it, but no, not really. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a that's a sizable chunk. What are you talking about? Yeah, it the thing about this game is that it it harkens back to a time of the PS2 where people were just that were companies were just making whatever and kind of throwing it out. So there's things about it I like, 
where you are just playing like slightly worse moving warframe with dinosaurs consistently attacking you like the war z or world war z or whatever i just love when they're just like (laughs) incoming raptors and then portals open in the sky and they just not even like spawning them like feet first they're just coming out of the the portal like it's water they're just they're pouring them out raptors down (laughs) that are fighting when you lose your guy just gets ripped apart by dinosaurs like yes this game is so goofy and like dinosaurs culled and then you move to the next thing that is such a that is such a silly line but it's like perfect like i think it's 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 teetering this line that is of comedy that is really working for me okay that's fair i agree with you i just think it's worse edf is the problem okay because that was honestly never... what i was kind of worried about with the game i was like this looks edf-esque but but edf does more like it's literally what we're talking about the game never changes it's literally that same thing with sometimes a little different objective in between but it's always that it never changes or evolves ever i was wondering kind of how how different things would get it am i gonna unlock new areas or anything like that because right now there's there's two modes there's pvp where and i guess both the modes start the same you're constantly moving from one location to the next fighting dinosaurs. And then if you chose PVP or PVE at the end of it, you will either have to move a payload overwatch style to the end. And at the end of the track is um, the other team is there. The finish lines are like next to each other. So you eventually are going to have to fight each other or PVP where you just both get an objective and whoever does it faster wins. But in PVP PVE though, or no, sorry, PvP, you get to take over a T-Rex and infiltrate their side and then fight them as a both. T-Rex. You can do both in both um, modes. It's literally the same, except the only difference is do you see them and fight them at the end or do you just race? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's even, fine. Like, I just wish there was more is my okay. problem, really. Well, I'm wondering if like how successful this is doing because like they put it on Game Pass. That's how I'm playing it. Uh, so I mean, Me too. got some kind of like audience there i'm sure like a bump for that um i would be down for, i would love them to put more into this because you know it's like a hero shooter for the most part and I, I like playing with the different characters i think i think they're fun which one's been your go-to i haven't really found a go-to yet because i'm kind of just going through them one at a time to like get their like mm-hmm. killed this many achievement with each one so i've done like the first guy i've done i'm working on zephyr which he's he's like a, a couple like two swords two short swords I've done uh, Witch Doctor and Skywave, the support ones. I guess I've played the first, I love Witch the first Doctor. tank is. It has, it does Witch Doctor is fun. Kind of like Reinhardt. Reinhardt. I liked yeah. the first guy I, you know, a lot. Just the first one's my main because it's the best one all around in Dead the game. Eye or Deadbolt or something like that? It just does a whole bunch of damage, like using the gun, sustained damage, and it does a big explosion that can kill a lot of dinos at once. Like, yeah, it's, why would you ever you play throw, anything like, the grenade <laughs> that look like it's great? And you see all the damage numbers for each individual one. Like, that's super fun. OK, I will say you need to play more because that mission I've been talking about, it's kind of like a story mission where some guys like, hey, I'm going to get you off this rock or whatever, but I need you to do something for me. Okay, yeah, and that's definitely it's, not happening. Okay, so you got to play that because the way that mission ends is fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, yeah, this game seems like it's like 
not taking itself seriously, but it's like it doesn't. It's being yeah. super straight face about it. So I'm like, this is aw- this is so good. This is this is the comedy I want. Like this, I love this. It, there's crossplay, right? I could yeah. we could play you and I. Yeah, I guess we could. Yep, absolutely. Just haven't really thought about it. <laughs> um, okay, and then last game. Speaking of Overwatch, Overwatch Two today came out with their new season, season six. And what is important about this is this is the one where they are putting some story mode stuff into it. Um, oh, so this is kind okay. of like the biggest season for Overwatch Two since it came out, <clears throat> which I guess it came out like a year ago. So it's like a year, almost a year, you know almost the one year anniversary. Um, the way to get into this though is you need to buy the story missions. Um, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Luckily though, if so, if you buy the 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 pack that has the story missions, it's fifteen bucks, and they will give you ten dollars worth of coins which is the price of the battle pass. So if you okay. were going to get the battle pass anyways, it's $5 for these story missions. Honestly, I'm kind of fine with that. It seems, it seems just you. about okay. You know, it's a free to play game. Yeah. So, you know, you the rest, the regular game is still free. This is the extra yeah. stuff. So the way the extra stuff works is you get three missions up front that are, they last about 20 minutes long each. They recorded a ton of new voice lines and those are pretty unique and kind of cool to go through. They're all co-op. Uh, it's, it's like you and a team of four are going through these like 20 minute long missions through. Uh, they're like quasi unique areas. They're maps from the game that they've expanded out a ton. So you'll kind of like come into this. Oh, this is the part where the payload usually is. And then you'll kind of exit that to a new area and you'll come back. Oh, this is where it usually ends. And, you know, it's, it's, they've just expanded them quite a bit. I've only played the first two because you have to like beat one to move on to the next one to move on to the next one. And I only played the first two. They have four difficulty modes each. So they want you to replay them because there's like challenges associated with each mission to try and play them. I don't know if I'm going to play them again. 20 minutes is kind of a lot. Um, yeah. And I think when I'm playing Overwatch, I would rather just play 20 minutes worth of regular matches. Yeah, sure. Um, and then on top of that, they're they're having over the course of the next month, every week, they're going to have like an additional mode that is going they're not mode um, mission that's going to kind of rotate in and out. So technically, you have four missions you're going to get right now on like day one. Um, and they're all kind of story based and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so that's what you're going to get for your five bucks. On top of that, they've also added in new like a new game mode type that's kind of like a capture the king of the hill which they already had but this one like moves around these like really big maps and whoever captures three of them first wins so that's just kind of a new twist there's new maps fo- that are specific to that obviously they have a new character stuff like that. so um i'm liking it i think i'm getting my five dollars worth like i probably played it for about two hours just the new stuff that was okay. worth five bucks for me. Like I was gonna get the battle pass anyway, so that it made sense just to pay the fifteen and get that all together. Sure. Cool. So yeah, if if you've been curious about Overwatch, now is a pretty good time because there's a lot of fun and unique stuff. Or if you want to think about coming back to Overwatch, now is a pretty good time to do that. Hmm. Okay. Cool. All right, that's everything I played. Man, we played a lot this week. Yeah. Let's do uh, some some new stories. Luckily, most of these are pretty short. Um, Quake 2, like, remaster dropped out of nowhere today. Yeah, I saw this. I saw people talking about that. That's cool. Um, Machine Games made a 28-mission-long campaign for it that's brand new. Oh, wow. 
Okay. So there's some hmm. like new Quake 2 out that you can now play. I heard the N64 version's also in it, which I think is supposed to be a different game. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that one. That's I cool, know. too. I, I I first saw this that it's coming to... It's already on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you have Quake 2 and that stuff, but... Fun surprise cool. drop. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, there was a Devolver delayed. Did you guys watch this live stream? It was, uh, it was three no. minutes long. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of love that they did this. Um, they were talking about all the games courageous enough to move to 2024. Um, <laughs> courageous enough. So love it. Uh, and I, so they have a bit, bit of a roundup here. Plucky Squire, Pepper Grinder, Stick It to the Stick Man, Angerfoot, and Skate Story all got pushed and, to 2024. Oh, a bunch of those I was really excited for. Angerfoot. Damn. Anger Foot. <laughs> Damn. I'm excited for a bunch Foot. of these. Please yeah. take as much time as you need. I got too much to play. Like, you're not it wrong. It was not worth it. <laughs> um, they talked about some stuff still coming out. Uh, th- then they just real briefly were like, by the way, McPixel 3 DLC coming. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so <laughs> so there was like a new announcement and stuff in there too. So anyway, yeah, that was the Devolver Delayed. You guys can, it's on their YouTube. You can check that out. Um, funny joke. Those guys are funny. Yeah. Uh, just before we went live, lo- the Lollipop Chainsaw Repop remake which i forgot was real that got delayed to 2024 as well hmm i wonder why okay fair enough uh we got actual confirmation that call of duty modern warfare 3 is coming and a release date of november 10th i'm there i can't wait and this was i didn't really see this happening red dead is coming to switch and ps4 on august 17th but not yeah, Xbox but this, for some reason. And this is just reason, a port. There's no like updates to it at right. all, apparently. I believe the reason it's not doing Xbox is because Xbox already has backwards compatibility for the 360 version of Red Dead, so you can play this version of it on Xbox. Ah, uh, okay, that would make more but sense. But there wasn't a PS4 version. Now there will be, and now you guess you can play it on the Switch if you're that person? Yeah. It and does come with Undead Nightmare price, packed in. Bucks. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, it's a good game. I don't know who the Switch owner that wants to play Red Dead is, but now now that's a possibility. Yeah. And Paul, you put this last one here. I Yeah, so Dark and Darker, the game that we talked about a while back that was uh, pulled from Steam and went into that weird lawsuit because the Korean developers... We're being sued by Nexon for stealing assets or ideas or whatever for this game. And there was kind of like a weird legal thing going on. Uh, They found another publisher and they released this on their site. So you can buy this early access game right now. I think it's $30 for like the main founder edition or the main edition or $50 for like the founder edition. And the thing that I find weird about this is that... There's no, like, we don't know if this game is going to, like, continue to exist. I think that lawsuit is not settled. (laughs) So I was interested in playing this game again because I really like this game. So I was going to buy it until I realized, oh, I might just be throwing money out the window because this thing might not, like, they might legally have to pull it down. So Well, if you download it, though, like, wouldn't that be yours or does it, like, need to connect to a server to run? Yeah, it's multiplayer. It's like oh. Tarkov. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, you can, 
so before this is also the game that if anybody remembers they kind of re released anyways a test for even though it was pulled off steam using their own torrent that you could like download peer to peer off their server but then that of course that led to like other people doing their own torrents and like weird malware and stuff going around this game has had a weird series of events happen to it but now if you wanted to try it and you wanted to play it you can legally go to their site download their launcher pay for it and have the thing i don't think we know what's going on with it they're trying to get it back on steam because of course they are like it's the biggest Did PC you say how much it costs market did i miss that yeah, thirty dollars for their like main version of it, but there's like a founder's edition which includes the technical tests or whatever for fifty dollars. So, also, this game has microtransactions in it, which they are getting a lot of backlash for, as well. Uh, they say that they're not going to do stuff like uh, Skinner boxes or any of the weird like loot box type stuff in it, and it's just going to be things that you can buy in game that like they don't have any weirdness to them or whatever but still feels weird buying this game that we don't know legally if it's going to exist and being able to put money into it as well inside the game there's a lot about this that is turning me off which is unfortunate because the game itself is super fun so we'll have to see what happens with it okay uh, that does it for news. Let's do some questions. If you want to send a question in, top down perspective at gmail.com at TVP podcast on X, the, uh, the Discord channel, or Sean, Sean's P.O. Box. No, John's P.O. Box. Uh, yeah. Kevin writes At what point in your life did you go from not having enough games to play to not having enough time to play games? 20. Age 20. 20. What happened at 20? Uh, I was working full time and no longer was doing school. That's what I was going to say. I think it, the minute I started working full time. Yeah, for me, I think it was a little bit earlier. Uh, it was when I started working. My summer job was working at EB Games. That was when I'm like, OK, I've bought too many video games. I think I've got myself in trouble. And then I still kept doing it. Because <laughs> even like during school, I definitely I had a lot of free time. I played a lot of games during school. I remember like sure. talking to people after high school and, be, and being like, no, I think I'm playing more games now than I was in high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, full-time work probably took it out. That's the song. Yeah. Uh, have a writes, arriving early at work, you discover one of your colleagues is three genies in a trench coat. They bribe you to keep this a secret, promising to magically pay for all your basic needs as long as you live, accommodation and clothes, food and drink, medical bills, etc. However... Magic forces them to curse you. You will be unable to use one simple everyday item. The item could be toilet paper, could be trousers, door handles, or the like. You won't know what the item is until after you've taken the deal. What do you say to your colleague? I don't think I take the deal. The thing, yeah, so I was thinking about this a little bit. The thing is, is that if they're paying for everything, I don't need to go to work. So like I kind of don't I don't well, need to only, leave my house only ever for again. Basic so I, needs. So you'll survive, but like you probably won't have money for like fun stuff. That's fine. I already don't really have money for fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, somehow you bought these games. 
yeah, it might be nice to not ha- be able to buy games for a while. Actually, <laughs> I just think like toilet paper that would suck. I know it's only one day, but it's like, oh god, is it is it another toilet paper day? Because it's probably going to come around, right? Like, where's the where's the one day part coming in here? It just says you won't be able to use one simple everyday item. Period. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I assumed it changed on a daily basis. So it's like one. Okay, if I can never use toilet paper again, that's even worse. I, it's I don't pretty think it's bad. Working. I mean, okay. you just have to use something else instead. I assume. I how don't do think you, they mean the concept. How do you get through life not being able to use door handles? Windows. You're gonna climb into everyone's window. I don't really go anywhere, so yeah, I guess so. You're gonna go to work and climb in the window. You're going to go to your car and climb in the window. <laughs> I mean, I would actually do that. That kind of sounds fun. You're going to go to the movie theater and hope there's a window. Oh, if I, I mean, also, know. someone could just open the door. Or could it be an automated or you door? Have, then you or you have to anything. have someone with you. It's like, this is my door opener. Why not? I call, you basically I call her my wife. You can afford it. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's worth it. It, it would depend on how so trousers. It got you can't wear pants of... anymore. So you could wear like shorts. Yeah, yeah. shorts. That's going to be bad Legging for you guys skirts. in Calgary. True. Winter would suck. Yep. I take it. Okay. I don't think I'd take it. Yeah. Because like, what if the item is like you can't use forks or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I use chopsticks a lot, or I could. I feel like forks you could get by with a spoon and a knife. It would it would be weird. It would be weird when you like go to a restaurant or like meet someone who you're trying to impress. So okay, here's a tangential question: What is the worst everyday item for it to be? To lose phone. Phone. Okay. Maybe computer. People survived without phones before. Computer would be rough. Yeah. Computer would be rough. I don't know. There's probably Although something I, th- like I think really- I think they're thinking even simpler than that. Like, what if it's soap? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be something like really mundane that you're going to like, like, I don't know, cups. Yeah, I was thinking cups actually earlier. Bottles. You're fine. Yeah. It, yeah. I would argue a bottle is a cup. Yeah, if we get into that realm though so it's like if you say soap i could say like shower gel or bath so like yeah i don't there's workarounds to a lot of stuff is the thing like what would you do if you couldn't use a toothbrush like you'd use your finger mouthwash that's not enough there's no way that's enough if that was enough then big toothpaste has been lying to us forever or yeah, like you said, just use your finger and go da 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 da. I don't. That's no, I can't. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, knives would suck too. Like not being able to like chop things up. Yeah, that would be really bad. Actually, that's true. Or it could even be something like you can't use stairs anymore. It's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, like what if? What would you do, John? Like, in, like I'd get in, a ladder. And just put it down on all the stairs and climb your way up. Chairs? That would suck. Chairs would be awful. Chairs would be bad. Right? Like. Yeah. 
Yeah, honestly, I don't think I would take the deal mainly because I'm not the type of person to risk it anyway. The risk is just like it's it's the you know it's it's the uh, it's the Oppenheimer trailer thing where it's like what's the percent chance you're gonna blow up the Earth and it's like it's near zero. He's like, that's not okay. <laughs> like yeah. just the fact that there's a small chance it could be something so useful. Well, if it's an everyday item, it's a big chance it's going to be something useful. Could you use it every day? <laughs> you do use it every day, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Soap. That would be so. I don't even know what you would do. Bed. Bed would be a terrible one too. I feel like bed, bed would be pretty bad get, to lose. You yeah. could get around it with like I don't know a lazy boy recliner. Like there's ways to get around that. <laughs> I just don't even because I feel like anything that you would put in place of soap, you could make the argument that it's also soap. <laughs> Right, but then you could make the argument a lazy boy recliner is your just your new bed. <laughs> that's the that's a, well. That's the thing. Is like, what is the is it your bed or is it categorized right. as a bed? Because I could say like, I sleep on the ground. It's my bed. Now, I, and then the ground, the ground disappears because your genie curse. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that's there's the monkey paw thing. Is it's like yeah, there you go. That's the like. The freaky stories. I want to live forever, but you keep aging. Yeah. What if it gets like really dark and the item is like your eyeballs or something? <laughs> the curses you can no longer see. Your everyday items. I don't think anyone's classifying eyeballs <laughs> as an everyday item because it's like, oh, we picked your. Heart. I use mine every day. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, got us what's there. your like, what's your daily carry? Well, I got my phone and my wallet and my lungs and my brain. Right. This is what head, I'm saying. Shoulders, you could go. You could go really toes. dark. <laughs> you could no longer use your lungs. Yeah. Oh man. All right, hey, Zero EX says, following the name of the podcast, tell us your favorite TDP game. Hotline Miami. What? What's your favorite top-down oh, so perspective I see what game? You're okay, I thought we had to pick a game that had TDP as the initials. Probably Smash uh, TV. Now Smash. Oh, Binding of Isaac is another great one. Geometry Wars. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Geometry Wars is definitely. Oh, ooh. it's a yeah. good one, right? It is a good one. It's a very good one. And that, that's one thing that I've been hearing some people saying is like, if if Xbox buys Activision, then they're bringing Geometry Wars home. Like, hmm. Yeah. Geometry Wars. Oh man. Cool. Phantom just writes, what brand type of toilet paper do you use? Unless you use a bidet, which will make me envious. I use a bidet, but we also get cheap, like, I don't know, no name brand. Cottonelle, it's literally the brand we use. It's Whatever literally paper that you wipe your ass with. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <We've>, right? <laughs> yeah. We've got those little bottle travel bidets, too. Reese got a bunch of those, so. I don't know what that is, but it sounds. It's literally crazy. a squirt bottle. It's literally a squirt bottle. Um, I am not down with the bidet. That's just me. That is just you. Dead rights. Sean, why don't you join the cool cat club like the other cat owning hosts? Uh, I grew up with a cat. She was an asshole. <laughs> I do like cats. 
uh, I just happened to grow up with an asshole cat that didn't like anyone. Um, it's mostly just like if I was going to own a pet, it'd be a dog because dogs are better. Um, but I just I'm not home enough. Uh, I go out a lot. I, I, I obviously travel a lot. I don't want to have to worry about a cat. Yeah, if there's anything, that's probably our biggest gripe is always having to find a cat sitter when we both want to travel somewhere. Rasterman, or... No, it's John, right? Yep. Rasterman says, Next week I'll be going snowboarding for the first time, but most importantly, I'll be in contact with snow for the first time. <laughs> in the last 80 years, it has only snowed once in my city, and I missed it due to staying inside playing Sonic 3. <laughs> That's Anyhow, insane. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyhow, do you have any tips or tricks for a first-time snowboarder? And what's something you were able to do in life way later than the average person from other regions have? Oh, go on a boat. That was way earlier for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you're from the coast, so that makes sense. I'm trying yeah. to think, when was the first time I went on a boat? Because, like, there are, like, lakes. <laughs> yeah. Like Alberta. There are yeah. lakes like, around here. So there's no yeah. water. Um, first time snowboarder. Did you guys snowboard at all growing up? Done it once. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. you're going to fall a lot. Just get mm -hmm. ready to, like, hurt your knees and your ankles, probably. But well, you're going to look cooler than skiers, which is why I snowboarded. True. switched from skiing to snowboarding. Because I was like, that looks so much cooler. But I probably couldn't do it anymore. I haven't done it since I was a teenager. I don't know tips and tricks, like... Try not to break your wrist. Don't fall on your hands. Don't fall on your hands. Don't fall on your butt first, a whole bunch. First tip is to learn how to fall properly and then get used to it for sure. Yeah. An actual like proper like take lessons. Take lessons. Yeah, I would I would recommend taking lessons. Because I think the first lesson they teach you was literally how to fall correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super important. I'm also kind of worried, like, what this person's age is, because I just feel like as a kid, it's a lot easier to learn a how to fall than an adult. Because it just doesn't. This person is not a kid. Yeah, yeah. If they if they if they yeah. miss snow playing Sonic Three, they're probably around our age. Probably, yeah. That I still can't believe you did that, man. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I don't know if there's any game worth taking over. The one time in 80 years, it's snowed outside. Yeah. I mean, for us, it makes sense because it snows all the fucking time. So, of course. <laughs> but, yeah. But that would be like, it's hey, it's tropical day in Calgary. Once every 80 years, it feels like, I don't know, like the Bahamas. Go outside and enjoy that. It doesn't happen often. Um, I can't think of something way later than the average person. Because even if I think of like, you know, like go, go, go into the ocean, go into the beach. Like I was I traveled a lot as a kid and there are like lake beaches in Alberta that I was I went to and in, in B.C. for sure. Have fun snowboarding. Snowboarding is fun. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I have an answer to either. Even if you're if you're if you're scared, go on the chairlift and go to the top of the mountain. And then walk your way back down. Trailers are fun. They are fun. Agreed. Uh, VGC Kenny writes, They announced that the next Kingdom Hearts game will include MCU content. However, instead of adapting an existing movie into Kingdom Hearts, it's an original MCU story 
that is canon to the MCU, meaning that if someone wants to get into the MCU, they'll have to play this Kingdom Hearts game to get the full story. <laughs> How would people react? They'd expect it. I think this is more expected than unexpected. At this point, I don't know that many people give a shit anymore about the MCU. People are burnt out. So I'm I one think of the, most people I'm probably one of the few people that ha- has seen everything, and so I value knowing all of it. And even I probably would not play the Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. I I could not imagine this actually happening, though, to the point where they actually put something of that significance in the, in the game. Or It'd like be canon. funny. Yeah. It would be funny. Like, I just, just like imagining, like, the next Avengers and, like, everything is different and they're like, oh, wait, you didn't play the Kingdom Hearts thing? That's where, like, half of them died and the other half had a gender swap <laughs> and... I mean, I mean, here's the thing, too. This implies that Sora and Mickey Mouse and everything are now canon to the Disney, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah, that does also right. complicate that. They have to, they actually have to, like, find someone to be live action Sora. It's only if they wanted to put that character in the movies. They, they could say, yes, Sora is canon and then just not show Sora in the I <gasps> Spider-Man they, movie. They could kill Sora at the end of this Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> You know, Even if it's better. a good story, sure, I don't care. Why not? But it's about yeah. like darkness and hearts and stuff. You know, everything yeah. like darkness hearts. and hearts and stuff. If you think about it, I if guess. it's part of the MCU in this phase, then it's not going to be a good story either. It's going to be shit. So wow, that's fired. I haven't finished Secret Invasion, but everyone seems real upset about it. Apparently, the last episode's pretty bad. That's what I heard. Is it really? Oh, I haven't heard like anything about it. I've, I've oh. heard his negative things about it. So I, that's kind of what slowed me down finishing it. And it's only six episodes. I, like I have three left. And only murders came back. So yeah, got to get to that. That's, that's the thing to watch. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Suku Suku writes as a child, you have no concept of good or bad. Whatever you watch, what you played is what you had. Everyone eventually grows out of that phase of the shovelware and games made for babies. <laughs> what was the first game that made you realize how good video games could be and what potential they could hold? I mean, it was the original Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Mind bursting. Mario 3, maybe? Like, realistically? I was going to say maybe Ocarina of Time. See, like here's the, first, the problem. I played a hard. lot of shit for a long ass time. So it's like, I can say like, yeah, no, I remember video games being good, but I played so many bad ones too. But there wasn't like a, a game that stood out of like, this is clearly punching above the rest. Earthbound, I guess. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I can see that being Okay, yeah. That may, yeah, so, so for me, probably maybe like Final Fantasy VII, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I really loved... So I never played Zelda 1. I had Zelda 2. And I remember loving the fact that, like, you would go to a place, talk to somebody, and then, like, that person that you were looking for from that... That person that gave you, like, a clue was somewhere else in the world that you had to go find and just how, like, there was this big world that you had to explore. It's just... That's a cool feeling. So I get why people really love the Legend of Zelda games from that time because not many games, if any, really did that sort of thing at that time. All right. And the, and the last question from Air IQ. Ahoy, TDB crew. You have been granted the ability to shapeshift. 
but you must make a choice. Shapeshift into either people or animals. Which do you choose, and uh, how would you use your new abilities to enhance the quality of your life? People. Easily. People. Oh, animals, uh, because people are animals. Done. That doesn't... <laughs> wow! <laughs> Good night, everybody! Mic drop. As animals, you have the benefit of, like, I could fly. Mm. I could swim to great depths. <laughs> you know, you get all those kind of fun things. What does people get you? Lots of money. So you like can you, do all those other things. Like, okay. Yeah, I guess you'd be able to, like, yeah. get into... Are you just going to steal? Is that what's going to happen? Like, you're going to go into, like, a fancy I restaurant. I don't know. I'm not incriminating great, myself here. Eat a great meal and then just turn into someone else and be like, no, that was the other guy. Bye. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in and eat a great meal and then turn into a fly and fly out. <laughs> so you're still no matter what there is going to be theft is what we're saying here hell yes (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm just trying to think so what would the the people one get you if you couldn't steal Why are you taking all the fun out of this? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to think of like, is there any <laughs> it's what he does, man. It's what he does. Is, is there any benefit to it other than stealing? I mean, you never want to live a different life. No, I'm good with my life. Pretty happy. Okay. No, I'm, I remember just kind of person that always like wonders like, what would it be like to live as like someone else or like to see someone else's life or stuff like that. Just like walk a mile in their mm. shoes, I guess the phrase is. So yeah. No, that, seems, that would be like the that fun seems for me. Hard. That seems so yeah, hard. probably. This see, because like I could see like like dating Mystique would be awesome, but like now I'm Mystique and I have but to be put all Mystique the work into would it. suck. Yeah. Now I have to be Mystique. <laughs> Why am I blue? Ugh. I'm picking animals. Yeah, man, I would just go into the forest and turn into a bear and sleep for a bit. I think that would just be real sick. <laughs> be real good. Yeah, just like being able to fly. I could kind of, you know, I could like go anywhere. Yeah, you don't even have to worry about your dick ripping off. Like the last no, time we talked about flying. Animals, they got that figured out. <laughs> what? What did I miss it's a long here? Story. All right. People are going to have to listen back like two episodes or something. <laughs> I can't remember when it was. All right, that's yeah. good questions. If people want to send in questions next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Baldur's Gate. Uh, what was that in Disney in Illusion Island? There we go. Okay, nice. And I'm going to give it to the expanse. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.